the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Go with the free Business 1440 mobile app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The sheriff leading the investigation into the shooting death of a California police officer took aim at so-called sanctuary laws that limit cooperation with U.S. immigration authorities. While we absolutely need to stay focused on officers seeing service and sacrifice, we can't ignore the fact that this could have been preventable. Preventable, says Stanislaw County Sheriff Adam Christensen, had California's sanctuary laws not have kept local law enforcement from being able to turn the suspect over to Immigration and Customs Enforcement for deportation. It's that type of law that's also caused trouble to President Trump and is among the host of issues he's raised with respect to U.S. border security and funding for a border wall. Of course, a partial government shutdown continues with very little in the way of negotiation over the weekend on Wall Street Friday. The Dow was down 76 points. This is SRN News. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Now is the best time to get your new vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. It's the final days of the Hyundai Holiday Sales Event, and you get all the gifts. Big discounts, huge incentives, and great finance rates on Hyundai Elantra, Santa Fe, Sonata, and the compact sport utility that has America buzzing, the Hyundai Kona. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. And when you purchase a vehicle from Invergrove Hyundai, you're automatically enrolled in the Saxon Rewards Program. You'll earn money for future vehicle purchases, plus get exclusive savings on food, gas, and car washes at local businesses and restaurants. The Hyundai Holiday Sales Event ends January 2nd at Invergrove Hyundai. If you can't make it in before then, though, don't worry. They'll be here to serve you when you're ready, because Invergrove Hyundai is part of the Saxon Auto Group. They've been getting it right for over four generations. Invergrove Hyundai, online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Welcome back, King Dane Show. Business 1440, 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. Glad you could be with us here today. We want... Do we have uh, do we have uh, Phil on the line, Andrew? I, mean, I guess I, I guess I'll get an answer. I'll get an answer sooner or later. We'll know, we'll know in a moment. Um, okay. Um, anyway, th- uh, thank you, Andrew. Um, I see your message. Uh, hopefully we hopefully we can track him down. Um, I will. I'll try to send. I'll try to, to tweet at him. See if we can see if we can find him um anyway six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number call with questions and comments i i wanted to talk about this i've wanted to talk about this topic for a while because um i find it i find it quite interesting um there is um there there is a real need hang on a second i'm all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk, and I'll, I'll Andrew, I'll let you try to figure out how to find him. Uh, am I, am his, I on here? Oh, hey, Phil, is that you? Yeah. I'm, okay, we found I'm, you. 
All right. Awesome. That's great. Uh, this is Phil Kirpin, um, uh, president of American Commitment um, and, and lifelong New York Mets fan. Um, I, I, Phil, I've followed your, your, your Twitter feed, at Kirpin, for, for ages. Uh, love your stuff. Thank, thanks for joining us on the show again. You and sorry be, about. But you, may, you must be one of the few people who don't unfollow when the baseball season comes. Uh, well, I'm an American League guy. Yeah, I, Phil, I'm an American League guy, so people that want to talk about the National League I find interesting because you keep me informed about who the Red Sox are going to beat in the World Series. So that's how I try to get at that. Um, hey, Phil, you, you, you wrote a piece uh, that, uh, on, your, on your website. We just tweeted it out at American Commitment uh, from AmericanCommitment.com, I believe. Uh, and and it's about energy subsidies and the fact that uh, during a um, recent um, tweet storm, I think we're allowed to call them that, uh, tweet storm, uh, pre- uh, President Trump uh, said he wanted to stop the subsidies to uh, GM, including including energy subsidies and the electric car uh, subsidy. And you reported some really interesting statistics. And I, why don't you take a minute or two to explain explain some of what you were thinking there? Yeah, you know the uh, the president rage tweets a lot of uh, stuff that I don't like, uh, particularly when it comes to trade. He drives me a little bit nuts. Uh, but that particular General Motors tweet, I thought, ah, this is interesting because uh, his sort of personal peak at this particular company might in this circumstance uh, be channeled towards a a good, correct uh, public policy outcome if, in fact, uh, he's serious about allowing the uh, subsidies for electric vehicles, uh, in particular the $7,500 tax credit for purchasers of electric cars to expire. And, you know, when you look at sort of the rationale behind this and some of the numbers related to it, it should, in theory, be easy uh, to get a pretty broad bipartisan consensus that we shouldn't have this subsidy for a couple of reasons. One, the original logic, the original rationale behind it was uh, we needed to subsidize electric cars because of national security reasons, because we were dependent on foreign oil, and this was put in 10 years ago. Well, uh, we're now the number one oil-producing country in the world, and we are a net oil exporter. We export more than we import, which is the definition, mm-hmm. I believe, of energy independence, or at least oil uh, independence. Uh, and so the original rationale has completely fallen by the wayside. It is no longer relevant in any way. Uh, and then you have to sort of look, well, but who benefits from this? Uh, who, who's getting, who's collecting this credit? And if you look at the IRS data on this, uh, and the Pacific Research Institute recently broke this down, they looked at the IRS return data and uh, you know the returns that claimed this. One percent, one percent of uh, recipients of the subsidy for electric vehicles make fifty thousand dollars or less. One percent. Wow. Uh, so this is not a subsidy that goes to middle income and lower income people. And in fact, uh, more than half, more than fifty percent make more than $200,000 a year, and uh, about 80% make more than $100,000 a year. So you've got, uh, you know, you've got about 20% that are between 50 and 100, everyone else making more than 100, basically nobody with less than 50,000 getting this uh, subsidy. And then you can look at it geographically also, about 53% of electric vehicle sales in this country are in the state of California. So the majority of uh, all electric vehicle sales and uh, therefore of all uh, subsidies uh, of, of this tax credit go to a single state because they've got their own state-level subsidies and they've got a regulatory mandate. And so um, we've got a situation in which uh, basically everyone is forced to subsidize uh, what amount, for the most part, not even to daily driving cars, but to basically hobby cars for rich people, their third or fourth or fifth car, uh, and they're paying a hundred grand for a car that you know they could pay a hundred seven five, uh, but but we're picking up that seventy five hundred through this tax credit, um, and it's a it's a rare situation where um, you know Reagan's quip about the closest thing to life, eternal life on earth being a government program could could actually be wrong in this case because uh, there was a phase out built into this when it was originally passed, and the way the phase out was written, each manufacturer can claim the credit for 200,000 units uh, sold, cars sold. Uh, right. Then they go into a one-year phase-out where for six months uh, it's the credit's worth half of the amount. 
uh, it's seventy five hundred for a full electric. They're lesser amounts for plug in hybrids. So, but but typically, uh, it would be you know for six months you'd be, you'd get thirty seven five, and then for for another six months you'd get a quarter of the amount. So it would be uh, you know divided in half again, sure. uh, and then it's gone for that manufacturer. Tesla is already in the phase out. Uh, they've reached two hundred thousand. GM, the last I checked, was at about one hundred ninety six thousand. So they're going to be in the phase out very soon. Um, other manufacturers a little further behind that, but uh, of course Tesla huh. and General Motors are both furiously lobbying to lift or even eliminate the cap so they can keep getting that subsidy. And if the president's anger at General Motors for whatever unrelated reason could be channeled towards a veto threat to keep that cap in place, uh, that would be a, a very good outcome. So we'd like to see that happen. Yeah, so we're visiting with Phil Kirpin from American Commitment, uh, and and you know I never knew about the phase out and the caps before. That 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 was news to me, and so I appreciate I appreciated learning that. So this is something where we actually have they actually have to make a positive act in order to extend this, and so that uh, so that GM and Tesla can continue to sell cars with this benefit to it. Um, that, right. that that that. That's that's news. Now, of course, um, of course, my immediate uh, my, my immediate uh, thought as a as a as a, a recovering legislator is that oh, they'll just slip that into an omnibus bill and and it will be in a place where where the president can't possibly veto it. Um, and and so I, I mean I'm like depressed as heck about that. What's yeah. the feeling in Congress that would would I mean since since my guess is the uh, the new incoming uh, uh, Democrat majority in the House would probably favor that sort of action, which gives huge benefits to people in California who maybe help vote for Nancy Pelosi. Um, wh- what do you think would happen in in the Senate with that? Would there be would there be a lot of sympathy for that bill? Is it? I mean, what's the likelihood that they'll they'll get stuck into some omnibus? Well, the. Um the the thought was that it would be done uh, at the end of this year in the tax extenders bill. Uh, that bill collapsed. There was no tax extenders bill this year, so it will mm. probably be done next year. Uh, they'll do a retroactive tax extenders bill with the usual grab bag and hodgepodge of all of the special interest tax provisions that uh, right. they kind of tend to extend every couple of years. And uh, the the fault line on this in the Congress that's wrapping up was that the House wanted to leave it alone and let it expire. Uh, The Senate wanted to lift the cap, and uh, that was with a Republican Senate. And so if you're correct, and I suspect you are, that a Democratic House will want to lift the cap as well. Tesla, of course, is a California headquartered company uh, with with close ties to a lot of these politicians. The uh, benefits flowing overwhelmingly to a single state uh, probably won't bother Nancy Pelosi when it's her state and when they've got, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the delegation from California now, that, where I, what is it, 49 Democrats and six Republicans or something like that? So, uh, I think the that's right, yeah. This, the politic, isn't that a stunning, yeah, isn't that just shocking yeah. compared to what yeah. it was just a yeah. few years ago? I lived uh, there a dec- for a decade, uh, you know, and uh, was represented by David Dreyer. So, uh, um, yeah, it, it makes me extremely sad. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean it's a it's a total total wipe. I mean he was he was L.A. County. We haven't had a Republican in L.A. County. Yeah, quite a yeah, while. very eastern edge of L.A. County, right? Yeah. So I mean it's uh, it, so the politics of this I think um, are going to largely depend on you know if there's a shift in sentiment in the Senate uh, to where you know enough Republicans are shamed to oppose this or have reasons to oppose. I'll tell you one of the interesting developments. Uh, because the the incoming chairman of the Senate Finance Committee is is Chuck Grassley from Iowa, uh, right. who's moving over from judiciary to come back right. to to Senate Finance, uh, and he has historically supported subsidies for electric vehicles. But uh, there there's no honor among thieves when it comes to heavily subsidized uh, energy industries in this country. And I, there was an article. Uh, in the Des Moines Register that was written by the head of the Iowa Farm Bureau a few weeks ago. And the Iowa Farm Bureau is arguing against extending any subsidies for electric vehicles because they are concerned that electric vehicles will cut into the market share for ethanol. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> which, you know, I, it's kind of like, you know, I kind of hate both sides of this dispute, but if the ethanol guys happen to be lined up, 
uh, in favor of correct public policy in this instance, albeit for you know the most you know, nakedly self-serving reasons, uh, that could actually help us more than sort of principled free market arguments might, given uh, you know who the chairman of Senate Finance is going to be. So, uh, I, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see how this issue and sort of the other extenders issues kind of get dealt with um, in the next Congress. But uh, I, I suspect you're right that this is something that the House will want to. There'll be a change now from the Republican House opposing it to a Democratic House supporting it. And the question will be, uh, what does the lay of the land look like in the Senate? And, uh, you know, does this become part of an extenders package where it's hard for the president to stop it even if he wants to? Right. That's, that's what I'm concerned about. You know, we're talking, we're talking about this, and, and I went to look up sort of, you know, in the panoply of different energy credits that we, that we see. And Phil, you, you know as well as I do that, that, that there's billions of dollars spent on supporting renewables, fossils, uh, uh, the fossil fuel thing, which I think actually, if you go back and look at the history of it back in, back in like 1916, when we when we first put in the depletion allowance for oil and natural gas production, it was framed as a temporary, uh, right? So that was last more than a century. Um, you know, we spend about this is about three hundred million dollars that gets spent on the electric vehicle credit. That's that's out of a, a, a group of almost eight eighteen and a half billion dollars, according to a CBO report that I read after I saw your article, saw your piece. Um, you know, in my in in a world where where everything was perfect and and Congress did what it should do, wouldn't you just want to get rid of all of it? I would love to get rid of every subsidy for any every energy technology. And Jim Demint for years had a bill to do this. Uh, and in fact, the, the House sponsor of it was uh, Mike Pompeo, our current ah. um, sta- our current. Uh, Secretary of State, which is kind of interesting. Uh, maybe he could exert some influence on the president on this issue. But the the bill that they always proposed every year, which I thought was so great, is uh, they proposed the bill to get rid of all of the energy subsidies for every energy technology, and then dollar for dollar use it to cut the corporate income tax. Um, and you know that way you're not raising taxes by getting rid of you know tax credits and deductions right. and so forth. Overall, you're just saying we're not going to benefit specific technologies and specific companies. We're going to use it to to reduce the tax burden you know, economy-wide, and you know, I think that that's the right approach. I would point out, though, that, you know, a lot of the things that people talk about as being um, uh, as being subsidies, particularly for the fossil fuels, are really legitimate uh, cost recovery. Uh, they're, they're ways to uh, allow for, effectively allow for, for the more rapid recovery of costs, and, you know, if we're going to move in the direction as the most, as the uh, as the current tax reform bill does for five years of full expensing, then you know, in, in, if we have full expensing permanently, economy wide, we really don't need any of these special provisions for accelerated right. cost recovery for any of these industries. We could just right. say everyone can write off everything in the first year. Yeah, that that actually that that's that's a really great response. I think that's the reasonable the reasonable. Uh, you know, again, we're we're talking about perfect public policy, and and when we confront uh, Congress, uh, we realize that that's just not going to happen. But but the perfect public policy would be exactly that. Just now they allow- gave us they gave us full expensing for five years, and yeah, they have a phase out for five years. Great. I, I think I think that you know the number one priority for tax reform going forward should be to make that permanent. We shouldn't have to worry about yes. it in five years going back amen. to the depreciation table. Yeah, amen and amen. Phil, what else are you working on over American Commitment? Uh, just kind of trying to uh, get a sense of what the lay of the land is going to be for next year. Uh, we are concerned about the um, the proposal from HHS to impose uh, price controls on prescription drugs in the Medicare oh, Part yes. program. There, they want to mm-hmm. use a basket of foreign country prices to set U.S. prices. Uh, all of the foreign countries, of course, have government set price controls, and so. Uh, I, I think that if they go down that path, we're going to see a lot less research and development, and we're not going to be sort of driving uh, medical innovation and the, the discovery of new cures in this country the way we have been. I do think there's a problem that the rest of the world is essentially free-riding on our medical innovation because they have government-controlled prices, and this is the only right. market where you can earn a market return. But I think the solution has got to come in the trade context. We've got to break these foreign price control regimes, uh, not just sort of import them ourselves and adopt them. And so that's going to be one uh, where we're fighting against the administration. And uh, that's that comment docket actually at HHS, I think, closes in a couple of days. So 
uh, we're going to see what they do, and, and if they move forward with that, I think that that could be uh, you know something that we're very involved in in fighting against. Of course, uh, we're, we've been very actively opposed to the auto tariffs, uh, which mm-hmm. uh, so far the president has not gone final with. But if he does, uh, we're going to be looking at several thousand dollars of higher prices for new automobiles. Um, the same time the Trump administration tells us in the context of their revision of the Obama fuel economy rules, which we strongly support, and uh, we, we've helped facilitate thousands of comments into that docket supporting those rules. But, you know, one of the rationales that they put in for why they wanted to revise the fuel economy rules is uh, they did a very sophisticated model that found that the fuel economy rules make new cars more expensive. We knew that, uh, but they um, they determined that if new cars are more expensive, then the scrappage rate of very old vehicles goes down because people aren't buying as many new cars. They're driving more recent right. used cars right. longer. That means older used cars stay on the road longer, and those older used cars are very unsafe. And so you get an increase in highway fatalities and injuries of about a 1,000 lives a year uh, that are saved uh, by revising the fuel economy standards and making new cars less expensive. Well, how can you then turn around and have the Commerce Department propose a 25% tariff on new cars and new car parts? Uh, You're essentially saying that more expensive cars kill people and we're going to directly raise the price of new cars. Uh, It's something akin to premeditated murder if you believe your own model that the Department of Transportation is using. And so uh, we're supporting... The revision of the fuel economy standards, but we're very strongly opposing the proposed auto tariff, which uh, we think is a total contradiction of that policy. And so, you know, we're we're going to be working on a lot of things. Sometimes we agree with the administration. Sometimes uh, we do not. Uh, But I also think that Democrats are going to propose just a lot of really crazy, extreme ideas in the House, and uh, we're going to have a lot of opportunities uh, to sort of get people engaged and active and pushing back against, you know, a whole lot of bad ideas in the House, all kinds of different tax hikes and, uh, you know, regulatory schemes and, and global warming plans and all these stuff that they're going to put forward and maybe even single-payer health care. So uh, we're going to uh, continue to try to work constructively with the Trump administration and channel them in a more free market direction. And I also think we're going to have a very active 2019 um, in terms of pushing back on bad ideas from the House. And, uh, you know, in 2018, we spent a lot of time and effort on the Supreme Court confirmation fight. And, you know, we we could have another one of those. So you never know when a vacancy will open there. So we'll see. But I expect to have a very active 2019. Well, great. Phil, thanks so much for being with us. I'm going to wish you a happy new year. Uh, and uh, and uh, your thoughts? Uh, well, are, are the Mets uh, contenders in 2019? Oh, you know, I think one more big signing would make me feel a lot better. I think that uh, you know they they traded away some very good prospects uh, yeah. in that Seattle trade, and so I you know I certainly hope they contend. Uh, but you know the the rest of the division is pretty tough. It's uh, you know the. The Braves are a pretty good team. The Nationals, I think, are still a pretty good team. And uh, the Phillies have a lot of money to spend. They could still get one of the big free agents yeah. out there. So, yeah. You know, I, love I, the, I don't know. Uh, right. I, I love the story that uh, both Machado and uh, and uh, uh, Harper are saying maybe they don't really like well, Philadelphia. You know, they hate Philadelphia. Who doesn't? I mean, come on. Yeah. But, it's, know, it's, it's, it's a national pastime to hate Philly. Right. Well, hey, both, hey, these guys, both these guys say they'd rather live in New York than Philly, and it seems like the Mets aren't even making them offers. I yeah, mean, what do you supposed to do go. as a fan? Yeah, well, hang in there, Phil. Appreciate it. I think you are going to have a very rich uh, rich set of opportunities for America Commitment. Uh, AmericaCommitment.org is their website, at Kirpin for him on Twitter. Thank you, Phil, for spending time with us today on the King Banyan Show. All right. Have a good one. Yep, take care. Happy New Year. Uh, We'll be back after this. You are listening to Same Said King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Hi, this is Tom Barrett president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. So we'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. My name is Michael Murphy, owner of Mail Handling Group, a printing and mailing company located in Eden Prairie. I started working with Lean Partners 15 years ago. During that time, Lean Partners trained us how to use Lean to drive bottom line savings. With Tom's guidance and his consultants, we became an industry leader with world-class quality, delivery, and service. 
We also found profit we couldn't have realized without Lean. Lean Partners worked with me and our leadership team to create a solid culture of performance for the long term. There is no question that Tom and Lean Partners have been integral to my company's success. Thanks, Michael. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all. The few, the proud, the Marines. Giving your computer problems a boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, everybody. Randy from Arby's Computer Service. Let's talk managed services. Managed services is when you let a company like ours take over the responsibilities of keeping all of your computers and servers protected and running efficiently. We keep your systems patched, keep antivirus protection on all of your systems, provide a way to filter out much of the malware, manage your backups, and most of all, keep you up and running. This is no easy task and takes you time. Time is money. If your server or even an important computer goes down, can you afford this? Let us take care of all this for you, and you can stay focused on being profitable. And don't forget, we also fix your PCs, Macs, cell phones, and tablets, too. Call us today at 763-441-3884. Once again, 763-441-3884. Or find us on the web at rbsmn.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Mommy, it's a babe. Babe with the power. Power voodoo. Mommy, it's a babe. I saw my baby. Welcome back, King James Show. This is 1440-651-289-4477. Number to call with questions and comments. I'm telling you, if I ever do a sports show, the one guest that's coming with me is Phil Kirpin. He can talk baseball. Holy cow. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, uh, thanks, thanks, Phil, for being on the show today. Appreciate that very much. Um, it is kind of a... It is kind of a interesting story i thought i i, I love this story about electric vehicles because i i had not known about the cap i had not paid attention to that aspect of the of the electric vehicle credit um until i read his read the piece that uh, got sent to me by uh by somebody from uh, american commitment not by phil himself but um i just thought this was 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 really quite interesting but you know I wanted to emphasize this other point that he made that I think is important. Driving up the price of cars, be it through cafe standards or tariffs, encourages people not to buy new cars. They buy used cars. They keep the cars they have on the road. They're fantastic. That news is fantastic news for my auto mechanic because it makes it more likely that we're keeping the car we have or buying a used car and not buying... You know, I've got my new vehicle, so it's my it's my dear spouse that is up for the car next. And what will we, you know, and what will I buy her? Will I buy her a new car or a used car? Well, it's going to depend on the price. And if all of a sudden you've added these auto tariffs or all of a sudden you've added a bunch of cost. And I can tell you, Mrs. Banyan spends a lot of time looking at safety ratings for vehicles. Which is why she doesn't like that I that I don't drive a big honking SUV that uses gas, takes up a lot of space in the road and in the garage. But she values that safety. And the way we meet cafe standards is making cars lighter. We haven't figured out how to make cars both light and lighter and safer simultaneously. 
maybe someday we'll figure it out but just demanding that that demanding that the cars have energy without demanding that they be same safety or or something like that and figure out how to deal with the trade-off um is just exemplary of of bad government policy um that's certainly true um 651-289-4477 the number to call i promised i would talk about this story and we might get a call at 651-289-4477 about this this is my other attempt to to teach a little economics um and this is this is from a new york post column i almost should have talked to phil about this by uh, i think he pronounces it crudel maybe it, i don't think he pronounces the the trailing e c-r-u-d-e-l-e that will will say crudel and if it's not how he pronounces his name i apologize um he writes a story it starts with I was in a hurry the other day, and my local pizzeria had just opened. The guy behind the counter had some pies already made and sitting on display. I wasn't going to eat the pizza right away, and so instead of having to wait for a freshly made one, I suggested he give me one of the pies behind the glass. He wouldn't do it. I assured him that I didn't need the pizza hot since I was going to freeze it anyway. He still wouldn't give in, and then he told me the secret. That pie on display was larger than the ones he gives customers to take home. Geez, I thought. My hometown pizzeria was scamming me. I will, I will, uh, yeah. Eventually the pizza guy gave me the larger pie and guess what? It didn't fit into the standard size box. A sure sign that I had uncovered a deceitful practice. Okay, so before you hyperventilate about this, let's let's think about this. Now, if you've ever been in New York City, then you know that on the street, you frequently are offered an opportunity to buy pizza by the slice, right? You can buy it by the slice, and they'll sell it to you by the slice. And the prices of, the, of, of a slice pizza, a slice of pizza might be about $2.50, as Crudell suggests later in the article. Um, a full pizza, a, bo- a full pizza, standard-sized pizza, costs you $15. Okay, now, if you slice the pizza up, the if you slice up the larger pizza and for, for the slice to make, to sell the slices, you're getting eight slices out of the pie. Each of those slices is costing two fifty. Two fifty times eight is twenty bucks. So you can, you could conceivably buy eight slices of pizza for two dollars and fifty cents, or you could buy an entire pie for two eight slices of pizza for two fifty times eight twenty bucks, or you could buy um, a, a pizza made fresh just for you in a standard size box as opposed to this larger box. You could buy it for 15 bucks. All right. Now, the, the pie that you, the, if you order a pizza made just for you, it's going to be a 16 inch, which to me is a, a large pie. And to me, 15 bucks in Manhattan for something that can feed, well, in my house, it would feed four people. We, if we buy a 16 inch pizza in our house, very rarely do we do this, but. I'd say three or four times a year we might buy a pizza. Don't dislike pizza. It's just not good for me. Right? But if I buy a 16-inch pizza, that's not one meal. That's two. In the thought that I could get two, I could get four meals, two for me and two for Mrs. B, for 15 bucks is in Manhattan? That's amazing. But he works this out. So he works this out, and he says, okay, if you're going to buy a 15, you're, if you work this out, and he does the math, and I will, I will retweet this, this story to you at the break. Um, if you work this out, you're paying $0.07 cents a square inch for your, your, your fresh pie, but you're paying six, your $0.06 cents per square inch for the larger pie. And he says, this is a ripoff. Is it a ripoff? 
Think about that. 651-289-4477. Call me. Is that a ripoff? Tell you what, let's hold. So I've already got Paul on the line, Paul from Plymouth on the line. Hold Paul right there. I'm going to take a break here. When we come back, Paul is going to get to answer the question. Is this a scam? Back after this King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Did you know that 45% of consumers look at your online reviews, comments, and feedback to decide if they want to do business with you and your company? I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities, and I want to introduce you to Salem Surround, the next generation answer to digital marketing for your local business. Salem Surround can help your company get the most out of their online reviews and reputation. Call Alyssa for more information at 651-289-4406. Come on, kids. We're late. Honey, the car won't start. Mom, the dog just sat on my science project. Life can be stressful, but getting life insurance shouldn't be. That's why there's Ethos. Ethos is a modern kind of life insurance that's super fast, incredibly affordable, and very uncomplicated. At GetEthos.com, there are no medical exams for policies covering under a million dollars, no hours of paperwork or meetings with pushy representatives. It only takes 10 minutes to apply. And you can rest assured knowing you've taken steps to protect your family. And in most cases, with Ethos, you can have that peace of mind for less than a cup of coffee a day with no hidden fees. Having life insurance can free you from stress. Getting life insurance shouldn't cause it. Discover how uncomplicated life insurance can be at Ethos. Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. The Lord's blessings are around us all the time. Look for them. Enjoy them. Share them. Share Him. May we also exhort and encourage one another to be listed as good and faithful servants. I really appreciate the guys that I work with, and I'm very confident, especially in the sales guys, Tim and Matt. When they're in somebody's house, they're going to treat them like I would treat a customer which is with sincerity and gentleness and caring. We would like you to come away from a meeting with us knowing that regardless of where our relationship goes, you are confident that we have your best interests at heart. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard, and we're here to reaffirm something we've always stood for. We're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. Each of us have special dreams if money is no issue. What's your dream? Extra income each month will allow you to do what you want when you want. Freedom of time and money are powerful. Invest in you at Online Trading Academy. By calling now for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone, use the keyword OTA. Again, pound 250, keyword OTA. Welcome back, King Daniel Show. Business 1440. Pizza scam, the hour of the pizza scam. Here on it's the hour of New York, here on Business fourteen forty. What better than to talk about electric vehicles, the Mets, and pizza than right here on Business fourteen forty? That might be the title of the hour. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, we have Paul from Plymouth on the line. Paul wants to help solve the pizza scam question. Um, hey, Paul. Good morning and welcome. Happy New Year to you, sir. Yeah, happy New Year, King. Good to hear from you. Uh, is this a is this a scam? But first of all, before I ask you that, have you ever bought a slice of pizza in New York City? I have never bought a slice of pizza in New York City. I've bought slices elsewhere, though. Okay, I, I'm telling you, it's an experience that you have to have. Next time you're in New York City, um, treat yourself to a slice. You can send me the bill. It'll be about two fifty three <laughs> okay. bucks. Okay. Sounds all right. Good. So, scam or not scam? Uh, I don't like the word scam. It's just a different pricing structure. Right, right, right. So, so let so I 
just tweeted uh, using the, using using our pound KBRS hashtag. I just tweeted from a a piece that had originally been on Priceonomics, but I've I've, I've tweeted the Forbes uh, the Forbes uh, uh, hosting of this story. What's the markup on a pizza? Do you think? Oh, it's got to be enormous. It's got to it be eighty percent. Uh, about eighty percent of the price. Yeah, you're about right. Okay, so. So, uh, according to Priceonomics, the average cost of a meat pizza with pepperoni and sausage uh, is about a dollar ninety, and and so if you if you take it and let's let's assume that it's a little bit more in New York, but there's still that pizza probably doesn't cost more than two bucks to make, and it will it will add on, and you'll sell it for fifteen bucks, so you're making thirteen of the fifteen. Now that's got to pay for your labor, right? It's got to pay for Absolutely. your it's got to pay for the cost of the of the stand that you're selling the pizza from, or the or the storefront. I mean, it could be it could be in a stand, but my guess is it's in a storefront someplace, right? So it's got to pay for all that, and the cost of those things are high. So their actual profit margin is certainly a lot less than thirteen bucks per pizza, but its contribution to its contribution to reducing your your fixed cost, okay, your, your, including your labor, is probably is probably about about 12 to 13 bucks so think about the 20 think about why would they then sell you the slice of the slice pizza why wouldn't they just make you buy the the pies whole well it's again you're looking at a different customer the people that are buying the whole pizza have a group the people Mm -hmm. that are buying the slice are single people that have choices and the choices include the burger place that's going to have the uh, the special value meal where you get fries and a drink. Yep, that's so. There yeah. it is. So, j- just like we talked about at the top of the show, where where it's both supply and demand for hungry, hungry hippos for hungry, hungry pizza eaters. There are some that are traveling alone and just want a slice, and there are other people that want the whole pie. Okay, but but I to, I can hear. Uh, Mr. Crudell saying, but why don't you charge me seven cents a square inch on the larger pie? Well, the answer is why when you book your airline ticket, do you get a different price than I get when I book my airline ticket? It's yeah. because they it's because they're able to do that. And further, further, I would argue that most people that buy a single slice are going to buy a pop with it or a soda out in New York. Right. right? And the, right. and the markup on that, uh, they, they're probably getting a can of Coca-Cola wholesale for 10 cents. Mm-hmm. They're going to charge you $2 for that can of Coca-Cola. Right. So the real estate of a slice plus the drink, you know, where, where when you buy a full pizza and you take that home, you're probably not buying a bunch of drinks for everyone. You probably got the drinks at your home, right? So I, I right, I, okay. So let me add two more considerations to this. One, Paul. One of them is the cost of your the, the cost of labor. How much more labor does it take to make a twenty inch pizza than a sixteen inch pizza? Uh, about a tenth of a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 virtually zero. Okay. So the only other additional cost, but so so. If you've got like like an extra an, an extra what do, what does he say about an extra uh, six or, or seven you've got about an extra one third of, of surface space right on the on the twenty inch pizza versus the sixteen okay you can do the area right pi r squared um, so if you do that if you do that measurement then you would say okay I you know I've got I've got to put some extra ingredients on it that's fine. I think the bigger cost is is the fact that you can put fewer pies in your pizza oven at you know fewer twenty inch pies than you put sixteen inch pies. So you're actually spending some some of your cost is the cost of the space in your oven. Well, guess what? When are you doing those twenty inch pies? You're doing them when you don't have a lot of orders for for sixteen inch pies to take out. So it's probably it's probably next to zero. So my guess is the profit margin on on eight on on the eight slices they would love okay they would love for you to buy eight slices at 250 rather than ordering your own pie from scratch 
What do you think? Maybe. I mean, you'd, you'd have packaging problems. You'd have to get some new packaging if you did that. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think uh, ordering the new pie from scratch, there's extra labor because you, you can't program it. And there's the, the problem that now people are waiting longer, which discourages the next person to order. Yeah, I think that, I think all of that is true, and I think that's I think I, I I think Mr. Crudell, who I've I read him regularly because he he every once in a while he he finds an acorn and, and something that I'm interested in posting, but this might be this might be honest to goodness this might be the stupidest thing he's written in a year. <laughs> it's just it's just you know if you spend some time thinking about economics, I just think you wouldn't make this mistake, and and normally he do, normally he does better than this. Hey, Paul, thanks for coming on and, and visiting with us today on the show. Appreciate it. Happy New Year, King. Happy New Year to you, too. Uh, we'll be back right after this. You are listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Now is the best time to get your new vehicle at Invergrove Hyundai. It's the final days of the Hyundai Holiday Sales Event, and you get all the gifts, big discounts, huge incentives, and great finance rates on Hyundai Elantra, Santa Fe, Sonata, and the compact sport utility that has America buzzing, the Hyundai Kona. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. And when you purchase a vehicle from Invergrove Hyundai, you're automatically enrolled in the Saxon Rewards Program. You'll earn money for future vehicle purchases, plus get exclusive savings on food, gas, and car washes at local businesses and restaurants. The Hyundai Holiday Sales Event ends January 2nd at Invergrove Hyundai. If you can't make it in before then, though, don't worry. They'll be here to serve you when you're ready, because Invergrove Hyundai is part of the Saxon Auto Group. They've been getting it right for over four generations. Invergrove Hyundai, online at InvergroveHyundai.com. Let's face it, life can get busy. Between work, trips to the cabin on the weekends, keeping your eye on the markets, with everything going on, convenience usually comes at a premium. But Business 1440 is here to make things a bit easier. With the iHeartRadio app, you can stream your favorite shows anytime, anywhere, and it's free. Download iHeartRadio from the App Store or listen online at iHeartRadio.com and stay connected with your best financial partner wherever you go. Business 1440. Pat Boone here again, and I assure you, I have never before endorsed a pain relief product. Not until now. Not until Relief Factor came along as a 100% drug-free solution for people struggling with ordinary pain. Quite simply, Relief Factor was designed by doctors to help relieve those occasional aches and pains due to aging, exercise, and everyday living. Let me ask you, are aches and pains keeping you from sleeping through the night? Or keeping you from taking those nice long walks or playing golf or tennis? You can't really call it living if you can't get around comfortably. The three-week quick start from Relief Factor may be all you need to lower or even eliminate these pains. A whole lot of people have already gone to relieffactor.com, and here's something you need to know. The majority of people who order the three-week quick start, now only $19.95, go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. It's the kid in grade school who paints her face blue and white before every home game. It's the accountants and salesmen who give up their Friday evenings to referee. It's the cashier at the corner convenience store who wears school colors on every game day. What makes high school sports here in Minnesota so special? They do. You do. We all do. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Approximately 50 minutes ago, uh, the president tweeted, just had a long and very good call with President Xi of China. 
deal is moving along very well. If made, it will be very comprehensive, covering all subjects, areas, and points of dispute. Big progress being made, so he says, and that's already made uh, the news wires in China, um, I can tell you, because that's where I caught this this particular piece. So, I mean, there's lots of things happening in, in 2019. Uh, the, the, the China negotiations will come to a head right around, right around the 1st of March, of course, Brexit still, I think, is planned for for March 29th, and I think that's the default. I think the it, it is interesting to me, right? It's why I when we were visiting with Phil at the top of the uh, Phil Kirpin from American Commitment at the top of the hour, what I thought was interesting was, you know, Orrin Hatch when he initially agreed and and carried the bill for an electric vehicle credit said it's important that they expire. You need you need to get over the initial cost of building these cars, and then when you're done with when it's done, you should get rid of it. But there's there is, as Reagan once said, nothing so permanent as a temporary government program. And sure enough, sure enough, um, I believe that I believe, unfortunately, that that it'll be in a tax ex- you know as, as Phil indicated, it'll be in a tax extender bill. The electric the electric vehicle credit's not going to go away, and 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 as I point out in 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 the in the mass number of credits that are given, both to fossil and to non-fossil fuels, I think the way to deal with the fossil with with getting rid of the depletion allowance uh, for fossil fuels is simply allow immediate expensing of all investment activities, be it for renewables or fossils, be it for uh, a bottling a bottling machine or a new plant uh, to produce produce windmills i don't care just allow allow immediate expensing all right uh if you do that and make that make that permanent if you can make that permanent that's what i think the writers of the of the the job the jobs and tax cut act uh, had in mind was we'll put it in place it'll have a phase out and somewhere within the phase out people will come to their senses and make this permanent Knock on wood, I think that'll happen. That will not happen in 2019, I predict. Okay, because it doesn't need to. It's not. It, it's still. It's still in law for another four years. So it'll be sometime in 2021 or 2022, with at least a new Congress, perhaps a new president, to rede- to decide uh, what hap- what happens with uh, with that particular that particular item. Uh, Anyway, I want to thank everybody. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening so far, and I just wanted to spend a couple minutes talking about about some other things that you will see um, that that you will see from us uh, in in the new year and, and things to expect within the new year. As you listen to uh, us here in Business fourteen forty, I don't know that you've noted it, but I wanted to make mention of the fact that. That the, uh, about uh, six months ago, the station approached all of the Northern Alliance, me of, and and uh, Mitch Berg, at, uh, who will be on AM twelve eighty the Patriot this afternoon at one o'clock, and then Brad Carlson Sundays at one. All part of the Northern Alliance lineup that has been with you since two thousand four. I want you to, I want you to just think about that. Okay, it's been there since two thousand four. All three of us record from time to time various. Uh, various uh, uh, minutes, uh, briefs, and things that we, we've worked on. We're, we're working to make those better. I've, I've got a few new ones I'll be recording over the next few, uh, few uh, 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 hours here, or actually probably I'll get them all done in about a half hour because they only take me, about, take me about 10 minutes to get done. Uh, but um, I, I encourage you to listen to the show and listen to those. And, and if you ever have questions about those, would you please write us uh, – just go through uh, TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, look at the, uh, at the show page, and you'll find an email address for me there, uh, and you can, email, you can email to that address. That would be, that would be, uh, that'd be, great. That would be great as well. So please, please do that. Uh, as well, I wanted to, wanted to sort of say, over the next few weeks, I'll roll out a 2019 forecast. I know some people like to do it, like to do it right away. Um, I kind of take my time a little bit with this. I like to read a few, uh, a little bit of what other people are writing. And my my first efforts are never focused on the state or national economy. They're focused on the region. So I've been building my regional forecast uh, for central Minnesota here. And 
I talk about central Minnesota from time to time here on the King Banyan Show, but I don't spend too much time on it because many of you don't live where I do. Okay, the 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 hamsters don't turn the wheel at the trans, transmitter hard enough to have the signal even reach all the way to Clearwater, let alone up here to St. Cloud. Uh, but um, but just to give you a quick a quick look at what where I think the economy is going. It, 2019 will probably be slower than 2018. That doesn't mean that the tax, okay, I've talked about the fact that the tax cuts to be effective have to lead to long, you know, long sustained growth. My measure of what the ta- of the tax cuts success or failure is not the GDP number. It's the productivity number. Productivity, I think, will pick up closer to a 2% rate within the next 6 to 18 months, and then we'll sustain there for a while. I am a tech optimist, not a tech pessimist. Okay, that's my long-run view, and I'm, I'm staying there for a while. I mean, I've, I pulled out some pieces talking about the number of jobs. There was this McKinsey, I think this is a McKinsey report. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it's Bain, talking about the fact that there's going to be 40 million workers displaced over the next over the next 10 to 15 years i have to tell you i spend a lot of time thinking about that and the more i think about it, the more i think well has that ever been true in the past have we ever had a technological change that ended up unemploying workers no if anything labor force participation has grown not shrunk the shrinkage now is not because of a of a upsurge in productivity it's, it's occurred with a with a decrease in productivity so I am actually a tech optimist, and I think what happens with tech is people will be, learn how to build new and better things. I am working on that first for my region and then for the state and the nation. So that's where I'm going going forward. But in my immediate forecast, uh, when people ask, so where do you think GDP will be next year? Mid-twos, mid to upper. Not mid to lower, but mid to upper. I'm about where everybody else is right now. I think inflation will stay under control. I think interest rates will will creep up slowly, so the ten-year Treasury will probably be between three and a half and three and three quarters. Twelve months from now, you can take all that down and, and record it. But we'll start rolling out the forecast in more detail for you. Job Saturday next week. Don't miss it. Thanks to Phil Kirpin. Thank you, Andrew, for production support. And we'll talk to you next week. Happy New Year from the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. We'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. I'm Mike Kennison, vice president of manufacturing at Protolabs. Our core values of achievement, trust, and teamwork are centered around our key stakeholder, our employees. We realize that in order to create the most value for our customers and shareholders, we need to first and foremost invest in our employees. In three years, Lean Partners has helped us create and implement a leadership training program that is relevant and scalable across a broad set of our employees. The Lean Partners leadership training program has made a significant impact on Protolab's continuous improvement efforts for both processes and systems, as well as talent development. Thanks, Mike. Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-930-2646. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 
1-800-930-2646. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646. 1-800-930-2646. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. Business 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Streaming worldwide at Twin Cities. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.